0: Chapter 9 of the Wise Woman. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nathan at Antipodeanwriter.wordpress.com. The Wise Woman by George MacDonald. Chapter 9. The shepherdess carried Rosamond home, gave her a warm bath in the tub in which she washed her linen, made her some bread and milk, and after she had eaten it, put her to bed in Agnes's crib where she slept all the rest of that day and all the following night when at last she opened her eyes it was to see around her a far poorer cottage than the one she had left very bare and uncomfortable indeed she might well have thought but she had come through such troubles of late in the way of hunger and weariness and cold and fear that she was not altogether in her ordinary mood of fault-finding and so was able to lie enjoying the thought that at length she was safe and going to be fed and kept warm the idea of doing anything in return for shelter and food and clothes did not however even cross her mind but the shepherdess was one of that plentiful number who can be wiser concerning other women's children than concerning their own such will often give you very tolerable hints as to how you ought to manage your children and will find fault neatly enough with the system you are trying to carry out but all their wisdom goes off in talking and there is none left for doing what they have themselves said there is one road talk never finds and that is the way into the talker's own hands and feet and such never seem to know themselves not even when they are reading about themselves in print still not being specially blinded in any direction but their own they can sometimes even act with a little sense towards children who are not theirs they are affected with a sort of blindness like that which renders some people incapable of seeing except sideways she came up to the bed and looked at the princess and saw that she was better but she did not like her much there was no mark of a princess about her and never had been since she began to run alone true hunger had brought down her fat cheeks but had not turned down her impudent nose or driven the sullenness and greed from her mouth nothing but the wise woman could do that and not even she without the aid of the princess herself so the shepherdess thought what a poor substitute she had got for her own lovely agnes who was in fact equally repulsive only in a way to which she had got used for the selfishness in her love had blinded her to the thin pinched nose and the mean self-satisfied mouth it was well for the princess though sad as it is to say that the shepherdess did not take to her for then she would most likely have only done her harm instead of good now my girl she said you must get up and do something we can't keep idle folk here i'm not a folk said Rosamond. i'm a princess a pretty princess with a nose like that and all in rags too if you tell such stories i shall soon let you know what i think of you rosamond then understood that the mere calling herself a princess without having anything to show for it was of no use she obeyed and rose for she was hungry but she had to sweep the floor ere she had anything to eat the shepherd came in to breakfast and was kinder than his wife he took her up in his arms and would have kissed her but she took it as an insult from a man whose hands smelt of tar and kicked and screamed with rage poor man finding he had made a mistake set her down at once but to look at the two one might well have judged it condescension rather than rudeness in such a man to kiss such a child he was tall and almost stately with a thoughtful forehead bright eyes eagle nose and gentle mouth while the princess was such as i have described her not content with being set down and let alone she continued to storm and scold at the shepherd crying she was a princess and would like to know what right he had to touch her but he only looked down upon her from the height of his tall person with a benignant smile regarding her as a spoiled little ape whose mother had flattered her by calling her a princess turn her out of doors the ungrateful hussy cried his wife with your bread and your milk inside her ugly body this is what she gives you for it troth i'm paid for carrying home such an ill-bred tramp in my arms my own poor angel agnes as if that ill-tempered toad were one hair like her these words drove the princess beside herself for those who are most given to abuse can least endure it with fists and feet and teeth as was her wont she rushed at the shepherdess whose hand was already raised to deal her a sound box on the ear when a better appointed minister of vengeance suddenly showed himself bounding in at the cottage door came one of the sheepdogs who was called prince and whom i shall not refer to with a witch because he was a very superior animal indeed even for a sheepdog which is the most intelligent of dogs he flew at the princess knocked her down and commenced shaking her so violently as to tear her miserable clothes to pieces used however to mouthing little lambs he took care not to hurt her much though for her good he left her a blue nip or two by way of letting her imagine what biting might be his master knowing he would not injure her thought it better not to call him off and in half a minute he let her of his own accord and casting a glance of indignant rebuke behind him as he went walked slowly to the hearth where he laid himself down with his tail toward her she rose terrified almost to death and would have crept again into agnes's crib for refuge but the shepherdess cried come come princess i'll have no skulking to bed in the good daylight go and clean your master's sunday boots there i will not screamed the princess and ran from the house prince cried the shepherdess and up jumped the dog and looked her in the face wagging his bushy tail fetch her back she said pointing to the door with two or three bounds prince caught the princess again threw her down and taking her by her clothes dragged her back into the cottage and dropped her at his mistress's feet where she lay like a bundle of rags get up said the shepherdess rosamond got up as pale as death go and clean the boots i don't know how go and try there are the brushes and yonder is the blacking pot instructing her how to black boots it came into the thought of the shepherdess what a fine thing it would be if she could teach this miserable little wretch so forsaken and ill-bred to be a good well-behaved respectable child she was hardly the woman to do it but everything well meant is a help and she had the wisdom to beg her husband to place prince under her orders for a while and not take him to the hill as usual that he might help her in getting the princess into order the husband was gone and his boots with the aid of her own finishing touches at last quite respectably brushed, the shepherdess told the princess that she might go and play for a while only she must not go out of sight of the cottage door the princess went right gladly with the firm intention however of getting out of sight by slow degrees and then at once taking to her heels but no sooner was she over the threshold than the shepherdess said to the dog watch her and out shot prince The moment she saw him rosamond threw herself on her face trembling from head to foot but the dog had no quarrel with her and of the violence against which he always felt bound to protest in dog fashion there was no sign in the prostrate shape before him so he poked his nose under her turned her over and began licking her face and hands when she saw that he meant to be friendly her love for animals which had had no indulgence for a long time now came wide awake and in a little while they were romping and rushing about the best friends in the world having thus seen one enemy as she thought changed to a friend she began to resume her former plan and crept cunningly farther and farther at length she came to a little hollow and instantly rolled down into it finding then that she was out of sight of the cottage she ran off at full speed but she had not gone more than a dozen paces when she heard a growling rush behind her and the next instant was on the ground with the dog standing over her showing his teeth and flaming at her with his eyes she threw her arms around his neck and immediately he licked her face and let her get up but the moment she would have moved a step farther from the cottage there he was in front of her growling and showing his teeth she saw it was of no use and went back with him thus was the princess provided with a dog for a private tutor just the right sort for her presently the shepherdess appeared at the door and called her she would have disregarded the summons but prince did his best to let her know that until she could obey herself she must obey him so she went into the cottage and there the shepherdess ordered her to peel the potatoes for dinner she sulked and refused here prince could do nothing to help his mistress but she had not to go far to find another ally very well miss princess she said we shall soon see how you like to go without when dinner time comes now the princess had very little foresight and the idea of future hunger would have moved her little but happily from her game of romps with prince she had begun to be hungry already and so the threat had force she took the knife and began to peel the potatoes by slow degrees the princess improved a little a few more outbreaks of passion and a few more savage attacks from prince and she had learned to try to restrain herself when she felt the passion coming on while a few dinnerless afternoons entirely opened her eyes to the necessity of working in order to eat prince was her first and hunger her second dog counsellor but a still better thing was that she soon grew very fond of prince towards the gaining of her affections he had three advantages first his nature was inferior to hers next he was a beast and last she was afraid of him for so spoiled was she that she could more easily love what was below than what was above her and a beast than one of her own kind and indeed could hardly have ever come to love anything much that she had not first learned to fear and the white teeth and flaming eyes of the angry prince were more terrible to her than anything had yet been except those of the wolf which she had now forgotten then again he was such a delightful playfellow that so long as she neither lost her temper nor went against orders she might do almost anything she pleased with him in fact such was his influence upon her that she who had scoffed at the wisest woman in the whole world and derided the wishes of her own father and mother came at length to regard this dog as a superior being and to look up to him as well as love him and this was best of all the improvement upon her in the course of a month was plain she had quite ceased to go into passions and had actually begun to take a little interest in her work and try to do it well still the change was mostly an outside one i do not mean that she was pretending indeed she had never been given to pretence of any sort but the change was not in her only in her mood a second change of circumstances would have soon brought a second change of behaviour and so long as that was possible she continued the same sort of person she had always been but if she had not gained much a trifle had been gained for her a little quietness and order of mind and hence a somewhat greater possibility of the first idea of right arising in it whereupon she would begin to see what a wretched creature she was and must continue until she herself was right meanwhile the wise woman had been watching her when she least fancied it and taking note of the change that was passing upon her out of the large eyes of a gentle sheep she had been watching her a sheep that puzzled the shepherd for every now and then she would appear in his flock and he would catch sight of her two or three times in a day sometimes for days together yet he never saw her when he looked for her and never when he counted the flock into the fold at night he knew she was not one of his but where could she come from and where could she go to for there was no other flock within many miles and he never could get near enough to her to see whether or not she was marked nor was prince of the least use to him for the unravelling of the mystery for although as often as he told him to fetch the strange sheep he went bounding to her at once it was only to lie down at her feet at length however the wise woman had made up her mind and after that the strange sheep no longer troubled the shepherd as rosamond improved the shepherdess grew kinder she gave her all agnes's clothes and began to treat her much more like a daughter hence she had a great deal of liberty after the little work required of her was over and would often spend hours at a time with the shepherd watching the sheep and the dogs and learning a little from seeing how prince and the others as well managed their charge how they never touched the sheep that did as they were told and turned when they were bid but jumped on a disobedient flock and ran along their backs biting and barking and half choking themselves with mouthfuls of their wool then also she would play with the brooks and learn their songs and build bridges over them and sometimes she would be seized with such delight of heart that she would spread out her arms to the wind and go rushing up the hill till her breath left her when she would tumble down in the heather and lie there till it came back again a noticeable change had by this time passed also on her countenance her coarse shapeless mouth had begun to show a glimmer of lines and curves about it and the fat had not returned with the roses to her cheeks so that her eyes looked larger than before while more noteworthy still the bridge of her nose had grown higher so that it was less of the impudent insignificant thing inherited from a certain great-great-great-grandmother who had little else to leave her for a long time it had fitted her very well for it was just like her but now there was ground for alteration and already the granny who gave it would not have recognized it it was growing a little like a princess and princess was a long perceptive sagacious nose one that was seldom mistaken one day about noon while the sheep were mostly lying down and the shepherd having left them to the care of the dogs was himself stretched under the shade of a rock a little way apart and the princess sat knitting with prince at her feet lying in wait for a snap at a great fly for even he had his follies. Rosamond saw a poor woman come toiling up the hill, but took little notice of her until she was passing a few yards off, when she heard her utter the dog's name in a low voice. Immediately on the summons, Prince started up and followed her with hanging head but gently wagging tail. At first the princess thought he was merely taking observations and consulting with his nose whether she was respectable or not, but she soon saw that he was following her in meek submission. Then she sprung to her feet and cried, Prince! Prince! but prince only turned his head and gave her an odd look as if he were trying to smile and could not then the princess grew angry and ran after him shouting prince come here directly again prince turned his head but this time to growl and show his teeth the princess flew into one of her forgotten rages and picking up a stone flung it at the woman prince turned and darted at her with fury in his eyes and his white teeth gleaming at the awful sight the princess turned also and would have fled but he was upon her in a moment and threw her to the ground and there she lay it was evening when she came to herself a cool twilight wind that somehow seemed to come all the way from the stars was blowing upon her the poor woman and prince the shepherd and his sheep were all gone and she was left alone with the wind upon the heather she felt sad weak and perhaps for the first time in her life a little ashamed the violence of which she had been guilty had vanished from her spirit and now lay in her memory with the calm morning behind it while in front the quiet dusky night was now closing in the loud shame betwixt a double peace between the two her passion looked ugly it pained her to remember she felt it was hateful and hers but alas prince was gone that horrid woman had taken him away the fury rose again in her heart and raged until it came to her mind how her dear prince would have flown at her throat if he had seen her in such a passion the memory calmed her and she rose and went home there perhaps she would find prince for surely he could never have been such a silly dog as to go altogether away with a strange woman she opened the door and went in dogs were asleep all about the cottage it seemed to her but nowhere was prince she crept away to her little bed and cried herself to sleep in the morning the shepherd and shepherdess were indeed glad to find she had come home for they thought she had run away where is prince she cried the moment she waked his mistress has taken him answered the shepherd was that woman his mistress i fancy so he followed her as if he had known her all his life i am very sorry to lose him though the poor woman had gone close past the rock where the shepherd lay he saw her coming and thought of the strange sheep which had been feeding beside him when he lay down who can she be he said to himself but when he noted how prince followed her without even looking up at him as he passed he remembered how prince had come to him and this was how as he lay in bed one fierce winter morning just about to rise he heard the voice of a woman call to him through the storm shepherd, i have brought you a dog be good to him i will come again and fetch him away he dressed as quickly as he could and went to the door it was half snowed up but on the top of the white mound before it stood prince and now he had gone as mysteriously as he had come and he felt sad Rosamond was very sorry too and hence when she saw the looks of the shepherd and shepherdess she was better able to understand them and she tried for a while to behave better to them because of their sorrow so the loss of the dog brought them all nearer to each other End of chapter 9. Recording by Nathan at antipodeanwriter.wordpress.com